Welcome to Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us as right now we present Amazing to me sometimes what we talk about on the show and and what we talk about prior to the show sometimes as well. We were talking about uh by the way that's Kim Lingling over there, and she is a wonderful podcaster. She's got a podcast that is called Let Fear Bounce, Tossing Nuggets of Hope. And she's the Tossing Nuggets of Hope lady, and she's created that all by herself. And uh, we've kind of joined together and are going to be doing some fun stuff with that and, and just trying to get the word out to people that they can have a nugget of hope or two and and stuff and uh and she is all the way over back east in in pennsylvania yes where it's it's a uh, minus five degrees and snowing right now lovely i don't want to go there thank you very much <laughs> it's cold. five degrees it's cold. and it's snowing so so when so how often because here you don't ever how often do you have to uh snow shovel the the um, walkway oh i live in the country so i have a big driveway and a lot of stuff to shovel um you know this winter has been strange every winter is different last year last winter we had feet and feet of snow this year i've only had to shovel the driveway twice wow it's been weird yeah it's been very we haven't had much snow at all now today it's snowing but we've only got maybe four inches of it that's nothing Oh, like yeah, well, now, uh, do you live in the plains where it's flat everywhere, or do you have hills? No, no, it's 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 not mount where I'm at. It's not mountainy, but it's hilly. Ah. I'm, I'm right. I'm uh, about an hour and a half north of Pittsburgh is where I'm at. Ah, very good. Um, I, I don't know anything about Pittsburgh except for the fact that I hate their football team. You're probably a Seahawks person, huh? Yes, ma'am. And you guys kicked our butt and the, with the help of the referees, and you won the <laughs> game. Anyway. That's always the way. That's always the way. It, it, it is indeed. So, um, so let's talk about you now. Because it is snowing in outside and it's five degrees, you're not getting out there to distribute nuggets of hope much, I wouldn't think today when i do not today um i typically do that when i'm you know running my errands you know my my weekly errand run i have a big loop that i do um getting groceries or what have you um there have been a few people that and sometimes i go and i don't feel nudged towards someone i had shared with you before that when i'm out and about and i've got my you know i got my little nuggets in my pocket um I feel nudged towards a specific person. Like, you know, it, it's like a person is pointed out to me and sometimes it's not, sometimes there isn't anybody, but this, the last time I was out and about, I was actually had just put all my stuff in my car, all my groceries in my car and I'm getting into my car and I glanced over and there is this elderly lady and she had to have been mid to late eighties. And um, you could tell she wasn't seeing real well. But she was on her own because I, I kept watching to see if someone else was coming to help her get her stuff in her car. 
walked over because, oh, no, she's on her own. So I just walked over and I said, you know, excuse me, would you like some help putting this in your in your car? And she goes, oh, well, wouldn't that be nice? And I went, yeah, no problem. So I help her get this stuff in. And as I'm doing that, I just, I felt very like overwhelmed with it. Like you really have to give her the nugget of hope that you have in your pocket. So I got her stuff in and she's like, oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. You're such an angel. And I'm like, I'm no angel, but you're welcome. And so I reached in my pocket and I said, can I give you this for the day? And she held out her hand and she looked down and she lifted up her glasses and then she went and she like put it in her hand like this and went like this to her chest. And she went, oh, my, oh, my. And that was it. And I just went, oh, <laughs> she didn't have to say anything. And it almost she almost brought me to tears, the sweet little thing. And uh, she just said, and I said, you know, I hope you have a blessed day. And I turned to walk away and she said, you too, sweetie, you too. Blessings upon you. See, and now it, was that... just, it was so precious. It was just such a, it's, you know, those little tiny, beautiful moments. What, you know, beautiful moments of humanity. You know? That's, so what, that and that's all that is. I did. That was last week. And it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. So on your website, you need to have a page where you put um, the stories like that of Nuggets of Hope. I think people would like to read them. I'm uh, I'm actually working on that, and it, they're going to be part of a book. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, guess what the book's going to be called? Nuggets of Hope. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> well, I, and I think it's great and it should be a free book that you're giving away to everybody who comes to your website or makes a donation well I was I was thinking of doing something like that maybe donation wise and then um, having this is literally stuff that's been popping in my head about it having donations to like a, an animal shelter yeah yeah that's what I was That's thinking. Or maybe having like the main book and then maybe having little offshoot ebooks, free ebooks, just little yeah. mini ones, you know? So there's all kinds of stuff that's in my head. Um, you, you never know. You never know. I, you know, and I wait for that. I always, when you leave, so I've had nudges and certains on what to do with them. Because I was sitting there thinking, I would love to record these moments and share them. And then I was, I, I got a firm nudge of saying, no, these are moments between you and them. It doesn't need to be shared that way. It would, it would also it was very, very strong, very strong coming over me that way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, because it, then there are people that, um, have you i'm sure you've seen them they go around with cameras and they interact with other people and they cause trouble or they're or they're mean or there's something this and you don't want to be associated with any of that kind of no weird stuff. no and plus it's a private moment um with very emotional reactions sometimes and that's a oh, personal yeah. thing and that they let me into their personal space for just that. I mean, literally it's usually two minutes or less, you know? And, so, and it was just a very brief thought that I had that, that literally very brief. And then it was 
quickly snuffed out. And um, so there, you know, and I, the thought, the other, the next thought that the little nudge that I got came, says there's many ways that you can share these stories so others can, you know, feel it without showing. And I was like, okay, okay. So where do these messages come from that you get? For me, they come from God. That's my belief. Is that your belief or is that your knowing? Well, no, that's my knowing. Yes, I, I do know they come from him. I was going to say, because there is a difference between, there I is, believe that that yes. comes from somewhere up there, or you well, know. I, I know. I know they come from God, um, because on the flip side, when you get these really stupid thoughts, I know they're coming from the D-man. Uh, that's that's what I call the devil. I I don't even like saying what what is written about him out loud because it gives words out loud have power. So to yep. me, and so I just I call him the D man. Give him a little you know, uh, stupid nickname because it makes yeah. him sound like a little bug, which is what he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if yeah, I, you know it's hard. You know that's that's one of those discussions that. We don't know, and you know it's written about in 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 the Bible and stuff like that. But you don't know the extent or how or where or any of that stuff that 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 the devil is or what God is. All I know is that that when when I have like you, when I have good thoughts that come to me, and I don't know where they came from, it's always good. Um, yeah, I, you know. So so there. So that's 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 really awesome. So, so there. So there, doggone it. So, so, there. so what so let's let's talk about you and your work and what you're doing and and you know you do you you don't think you're doing a lot, but you're doing a lot. You realize that, right? Yes. And you know, and I you're right. It for a long time it was like, well, I'm not really doing much until I actually sat down. I was um I think I was a guest on somebody else's show and they had asked for a more in-depth bio from me. Cause I always send, you know, that, you know, everybody's got their certain short one that they send. And prior to the show, they were talking about it and stuff and listening to someone else read out loud what you do. I sat there and I was like, wow, that just made me tired. <laughs> like, wow. I do do a lot. And then, you know, then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm doing too much. You know, then my brain, it's just how my brain goes. Oh, maybe I'm doing too much. But you know what? Uh, the way I look at it is, because I even have family members that say, you're really busy the week, Kim. You're always so busy. I'm like, what else am I going to be doing? I'm not going to sit around and do nothing, you know? And I, I found, you know, when the pandemic started and my whole life shifted, and now I, I work from home because I made my own thing happen. I, I am very content with what I'm doing. And I can honestly say that I never could have said that with any job I've had. Even though I may have liked my jobs, the stress levels, you know, the higher up you go on that corporate ladder, the higher the stress levels are. Oh, yeah. So now I just, now I just have my own ladder to climb. And it's not even a ladder. It's like a bouncy house. 
because <laughs> you're like Tigger. You're bouncing all over the place. Doing, doing, doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like when I, when I go on somebody else's show and they read my bio, and and you're right. It's different when somebody else reads it than when you when you write it down there and stuff. And he said. Yeah. He said, "My, you've done a lot." And he said, and "I said, I know. It sounds like I can't keep a job." Um, no, you and I had that conversation. Maybe it was oh, you and I who were having. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that conversation. Yeah, we did. We did have that on your show, as a matter of fact. Yes, but we you, did. you were the first one. You were like the second or third, that, and then and uh, and and stuff because it's like I've done. I've done a lot. I've done, you know industry wise and different stuff um but so have you and and i just enjoy uh keeping everything fresh and and making changes and different choices and and that kind of stuff that's that really and they're your choices they're your yeah. decisions yeah yeah and i get to i get to make those and and uh um when you get to a certain point and um it's it's fun it's and you know i don't know about you well, I do know about you because I think you are the same thing. I value life so much and I, I just enjoy the act, the actually the act of living, um, of taking a nap when you're tired, uh, going and saying hello to somebody, um, going to the store and buying, you know, watching people walk around and all that kind of stuff. Just the, just, or the, just the snow as it's falling quietly like where you are and stuff yeah it's it really is i find it's that little those little moments those little yeah. moments that add up to your life yeah you know and and it's but important you, just said, you had just said um like the snow falling yesterday i have a perfect example of this like i said i live in the country yesterday was very cold but clear blue sky and not a cloud anywhere. And it, we haven't had sunshine in quite some time. So even though it was cold, I made it a point to have me and my dog out there just to get sun on our face. And the one time we were out just walking and I have a large yard. So we're out walking around, I call it the realm. So we're doing a perimeter check. That's <laughs> what I call it. So we're just walking around the edge of the property and I get this, you know, flash up in the sky and I'm thinking, oh, it's probably an airplane. And I look up and it wasn't. It was a bald eagle circling around my yard. And the sun had hit on its tail just perfectly where it literally flashed out like it reflected. You know, or um, I just stood there and literally just stopped and stood staring up watching as it just kind of circled around a couple times in its majestic way. And then it just took off across the field. And I think I probably stood there for two or three minutes, not moving because it was just one of, it was just one of those beautiful moments where he just fell into it. And then I went, okay, thanks. That was awesome. That was actually exactly what I needed was to watch that amazing bird right now. It was perfect. It was one of those perfect moments. And they are majestic, aren't they? Yes, they are. And I've got this one. He hangs out. I see him all the time. And then every once in a while, I just find a bunny carcass. And I'm like, well, at least he got his supper. <laughs> and it wasn't it's, Dexter. It wasn't Dexter who killed the bunny. <laughs> yeah. And well, no, Dexter's too big of a dog for a uh, um, bald eagle to go after, isn't he? Oh, yeah. De Dex is, uh, what is it? He's 80 pounds. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not huge. He's not, to me, he's not big. My other dog was big. To me, he's a medium-sized dog, so he's 80 pounds, but he's 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 bigger, I guess. He's all muscle. Yeah, how old is he again? Six. He just oh, turned, wow. well, he's gotcha day. He's a rescue dog, so he was two when I got him. I've had him for four years, so I just call his gotcha day his birthday, too, so he's six years old. Yeah. It's really cool that you got a rescue dog. Tell us a little bit about getting a rescue dog, that whole process. I think some people are scared of it again, because they don't know what the, the dog's been through and, and how to deal with it and all that kind of stuff. Relay some of those fears that people have about getting a rescue dog. Me being the, one of them. My last dog, the last dog. Oh, okay. My, my last dog. And I like big dogs. Um, so my last dog I had, he was a rescue as well. And, we had him, he was 14 when I had to say goodbye to him. And he was probably, he was that one dog in my life that literally I'll think about all the time forever. Um, everybody has that. And he was mine. His name was Digger, but it was six months and my heart was absolutely crushed. That's the only thing with pets. You have to say goodbye to him before you want to, you know? Um, but it was six months until I got another one. And I had told myself, no, no, not getting another one. Um, and then I had a big old nudge driving to work one day. And it was literally the words, there's a dog out there that needs you. And I'm driving to work and I talking to myself in the car going, no, absolutely not. I can't do it. I still hurt. I still hurt from losing Digger. Can't do it. Later on in the day, that nudge came again. There's a dog out there who needs you. I'm like, ugh. So I got online at work on the shelter thing and they had one dog. Now that is so uncommon for a shelter to only have one dog. And I'm going, this is weird. And he was very interesting looking as black head, a fawn body, white feet, one blue eye, one brown eye. Oh, I'm going, wow. And I'm going, he's a very unique dog. Ugh. No, no, no. Then right before work ends, I call the shelter and said, how long are you open? Could I stop by and meet this dog? And my thing for me going into that, because he wasn't a puppy. The other dog we had gotten was a puppy. This one, he wasn't a puppy. He was grown and I didn't know how old he was. They said they thought he was three. <clears throat> but as soon as I saw him, I'm like, there's no way he's three. He's younger. But when I walked into the shelter, my only thought was he has to choose me period because if he doesn't choose me i don't think it'll work and and for me that's my personal opinion if you're going into a shelter and you're going to see i'm oh i it's so hard to walk in cuz you just want to take all of them home with you um but you'll feel the one that maybe is meant for you but they have, they need to choose you and you're going to have all these dogs barking and yiping and it's so loud, but at least, I don't know, to me anyway, you, you just know, you'll know. And, um, they have this room at least where I'm at. And I, I think they probably have it for all shelters. They have like a, a, a meat room. So they put you and the dog in this room to see how you get along. So you're away from all the noise and all the other animals. Right. <clears throat> so they, they put me and Dexter in this room and I didn't say a word. I just squatted down on the floor up against the wall and just that. 
didn't move, didn't say a word, didn't make any noise. And they, <clears throat> they took him off his line. He was really skinny. He was ill and very, very skittish. And he wanted nothing to do with me. He's pacing. And I'm like, okay, he's really nervous. He's frightened. I'm not going to say or do anything. So I just sat there and I waited him out. I sat there for a while till my knees started hurting. <laughs> you know? And then he slowly car- you know, started coming up and sniffing on my hand. And then he'd back away real quick. And then he'd go- walk to my other side and sniff on my shoulder and back away real quick. It was a while. I don't know how long it was, but he finally came and sat beside me and leaned, and he's a bigger dog. And he leaned his entire body on me and put his chin on my shoulder. (laughs) And I looked and all I could see was this one ice blue eye looking up at me. And that's when I said, oh goodness, you're coming home with me, aren't you? So he chose me and that's how I do it. Um, But the way I look at it is, yeah, you don't. And they said he came in as a stray. They had no background information on him or anything. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Do research. You know, you know what they thought the type of breed he was. You know, do your research on the breeds, what their temperament is, what sort of physical ailments you can anticipate happening as they age. Do your research. Don't just go. And this is, I'm not saying this directly to you. Uh, to In general, don't just go no, yeah. get a puppy want to get a puppy for the kiddos do your research and if you don't have the time to train and care for properly and afford because there is a lot of costs it's not just food it's all kinds of costs including vet bills and i've spent thousands of dollars in the last four years on this dog <laughs> on vet bills but vet bills grooming sure bills all that stuff. Well, thankfully, see, and I, I, I got a dog this time where it does, he doesn't need groom. So I, oh, I do that. Smart. I take, I take care of his nails. I trim his nails. I do that stuff. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to do that, which, you know, and I, I understand that I just happen to do that stuff on my own, but just always, you know, just be sure that you are mentally and physically able to care for, because it's a 24 seven. It's like having a kid. You're bringing a kid into your house and their whole life revolves around you, their whole life. And I think often, and I know I would feel guilty when I would have to go to work and leave the poor, you know, the poor guy for nine hours a day because they spend their whole life waiting for you to come home. A big portion of their life is waiting for you to come home. And that about broke my heart <laughs> when I thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that that's what they do because yeah, you are their, their whole life. Yeah. You're their sunshine. You're their, you're the, you put the, the um, banana split in their apple pie. I don't know. What. <laughs> yeah, that made no sense at all. I, 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 by the way, just so you know, I have a gift for not making any sense at all. I, I really do. Uh, you're, I'm, you're the, I'm the cherry on top of the, the Sunday. Yeah, you're the sunshine of my eye. And there uh, we and go. There you go. But then, you know, you know but on the flip side, it does, you know, all this, all the, the time and effort that you put in, at least for me, it's, it's, it's not effort at all. It's just, it is. It is what it is because that's what I want. 
you know, and he, my dog Dexter brings so much to my life on a daily basis. There's not a day, there's not a day that goes by that that dog doesn't make me smile or laugh. Since I've had him for four years, not a single day have I not smiled or laughed because of his presence or the silly dorky things that he does, or just seeing him filled with joy. We get outside first thing in the morning and that's when he is like super perky and he's like, oh my gosh, mom, let's go running. We got to sniff over here and I got to smell over here and what came through last night. And he literally pounces. I call it his tigger pounce where he jumps in all four legs at the same time. He like boings when he gets excited yeah. and he smells something and he'll boing like three or four times. And it's the best right. thing to, and it, without fail, without fail every morning he does it. And I just smile and laugh. So how awesome is that, that you can start your day off within that first hour, the first hour of your day, smiling and laughing. Oh yeah. Well, and they, their smell factory is so much better than ours. They oh, can, yeah. they, they know who's gone through that yard in the last 24 hours and, and, and stuff. So it's, it really is remarkable. It's fun. And we have, I have so much that goes through my yard. I mean, I've got all kinds of critters, all kinds of critters that go through. And there are nighttime critters that you don't see, you know, cause we, we do have bear here. I've not ever seen them, but I'm pretty sure one has gone through my woods and we've got coyote and fox and stuff like that, that you don't see cause they're nocturnal. Sometimes you might see the glow of their eyes every once in a while. And you'll be like, uh, I think we're going to go in now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so have you ever seen a Sasquatch or what you think is, you know, these eyes, peering at you from the forest i can honestly say i've not seen a squatch <laughs> I've well not. that's good. i've not i've not seen one no nor have i seen any footprints so you would you move if you if you if a bear started coming to your house and stuff would you move or or would you just deal with the bear no. and, and stay why would i are? move we this bears scary. are very common Bears are yeah. very common where I'm at. Very common. Um, you just have to be cognizant, you know, especially when it's time when they've got their babies, they've got their cubs. They won't come after you unless they feel threatened. Now I've seen, I have, and literally all these years I've been here, all my neighbors have said, be watchful when you're walking the field because there's been a bear out there the last few days. Now, bears don't typically stay in one place. I think they go like 70 miles a day. Yeah, they, they do. travel yeah. miles and miles a day. Um, and we have black bear here um, where I'm at. And people, you know, all the time, they'll have pictures or videos on their Facebook or YouTube or whatever of the bear on their deck, getting in the bird feeders or getting in the garbage cans. Um, we interloped on their Oh yeah, lived, you know, we're in their living room. Right, right. So you can't complain when they come looking for food. It's because we're encroaching on their. They were here long before we were. So I respect nature and animals very, very much, very much. Well, let's let's talk about you just for a second because you're not only. <laughs> let's see, you respect animals. You are are, are a veteran. You respect veterans. You have got uh, nuggets of hope. 
you've got the website and you've got a radio show, a television show and a podcast. What, so why do you do all that stuff? Wow. I don't think there's a why it just is. Um, yeah. I, wow, that stumps me. I I've never been asked that. Why do you good one? Good one, Kevin. <laughs> Golly. See, I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. It, yes, you did. Um, it just, it just is. And the only thing that I can think of is, and everything I do, and you know, and I never, I've just recently been thinking about this is how everything I do kind of interweaves with each other. Oh yeah. Um, and overlaps a bit. And the people that have been placed on my path in the last year have been interweaving more and more with, with like my, my, uh, values, I guess. Um, and I think that's awesome because the world can be a very dark place. And I reached a point like six, seven years ago where I made a conscious decision to no longer dramas, no longer allowed in my life or walking in my back door, nothing. I don't watch shows that upset me. Then it's not that I'm like being this, uh, Pollyanna or whatever. Is that, is that the right Pollyanna? Yeah. I'm not being a Pollyanna or putting my head in the sand like an ostrich. I know there's stuff going out in there in the world, but there's an awful lot. I can't fix or do anything about it. Right. But I can can't fix and do some little things in my own slice of the world. And when I came to that conclusion, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And it, it is, it's a total, it's a mindset. Um, where I, I don't, I'm, I'm not letting the world bring me down like it wants to. I'm not letting it. And because you're not letting it, what changes in your world have you found since you made that? Because that's a pretty paramount shift. Um, it is. What changes have you noticed? Uh, what's harder? What's easier? You know, all that kind of stuff. My circle of people um shrunk and that's okay um some people are only to be in your your life for a season you know um some of them some of that was it felt kind of hurtful um but others it was like yeah should have let them go a while ago <laughs> you know um but also the main thing for me especially within the last three, four years, um, I find myself not as stressed and I don't get as angry as I used to. Um, I can have a short temper. See, I can, I can pitch, I can picture you being a firecracker. Um, it, yes, yes. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, yes, I uh, don't mess with me or mine. That's yeah. Just don't my, my daughter, which is, this is so funny when she was in high school and she'd 
you know, I always say you've got the young man has to come here to pick you up. You're not going to meet him anywhere. He will come and pick you up like a gentleman and I will meet him. Good and rule. so they would always be. And before I was divorced, my, my daughter would be like, you know, well, when I date and my husband at the time, he's like, don't even bother saying that they need to be afraid of your dad. They need to be afraid of your mother, <laughs> which was true. So when she, when she did reach dating age and, you know, she would bring a young man over and I always said, you know, come well before you plan on going out because we're going to chat, we're going to get to know each other. And I was never mean or over the top or anything. I was just my normal self. And, um, but Rayana knew my daughter, she'd be like, mom, you get this, you get this certain look on your face where I know that you're being pleasant, but in your head, you're thinking, and if you mess with my daughter, <laughs> and so she would tell her dates, you know, and cause then her dad always wanted to meet them too. So she would have to go two places before she went on her date. Oh, geez. Bring them, bring them home to mom and then got to go meet dad. If he wasn't working, she had to go take him to go meet dad. And so they would get real nervous about dad. And she'd be like, no, no, you need to be very afraid of my mother. <laughs> and a couple of them found out why <laughs> <laughs> i can i can only imagine what well because uh you've been through it and you can only imagine what a um what good what goes through the mind of a 16 or 17 year old male is is pretty frightening stuff in in fact yeah because well because they don't think and well, they don't think you, they're stupid. You've, you've heard, <laughs> you've heard, bless, you know, bless his soul. You, you remember what um, Robin Williams said? I do not know. He said, God gave man two heads, but only enough blood to run one at a time. Yes. Yeah. And that, you know, that actually is true for a hormonal <laughs> teenage boy. Seriously. Or even some adult men. Come on, let's be real here. <laughs> well, yeah. No. no, no. <laughs> yeah, some of them haven't grown up. But uh, okay, I just I I went way off track. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, enough blood to run both at the same time. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I veered yeah. off when I talked about my daughter and dating. What how did I even get there? I can't remember I how we got there. It, it, it is. I think it started with. Uh, um, oh, shoot. our conversations always end up this way. But, but that's you know that's that's part of the conversation. See, it's about life, and and the right. reason I brought that, brought that up, and, and you know, why do you do what you do, and and which oh, which, how does it how has it changed how my life is now? Exactly. Yes. We go see it came back it circled back it did um i my my circle shrunk and um i look at the world i'm not as angry and i was i had a lot of anger in me for various reasons but i had bottled it up and carried it around i'm not as angry now i have so much more patience so much more patience now and my empathy level has went through the roof um it's it's crazy I'm really, really empathetic and I, I see things for me anyway. It feels as if I see things and I see people 
much clearer than I did before. Mm-hmm. So that's some, um, it had, it, it shifted how I look at life, how I think about life, how, how I want to do certain things or if I want to do certain things. And if there's certain, you know, even simple stuff, like if someone's having a house gathering, a house party, and I'm thinking there's at least four people there that I know are nothing all the time go. And I'm not, I don't feel guilty about saying, no, thank you. I appreciate the invitation, but no, thank you. Your circle will shrink. So I've, I've realized, and I'm in a certain season in my life where it's like, you know what? I, I, I got an empty nest. It's me and the dog. There is no problem and nothing wrong with making the focus me now. You have to do self-care. You, you have to do self-care. And I never did because I was always caring for others or, you know, my, my uh, husband or daughter or out and about, you know, with different organizations I was involved with. It was always others, others, others. And I had someone ask me once, I was actually a counselor, um, said, Kim, what is it that you do for you? And I had no answer. And they said, you do this, this, this. They listed all these things and kept listing things of what I do for others. And they said, what do you do for you? And there was not a single thing that I could come up with. Nope. Nope. Because you were a giver and you were taking, you know, and you were being responsible for those around you and, and stuff and making sure everybody gets fed and is happy and sleeps well and is healthy and all that kind of stuff. But you don't look at yourself. And a lot of women are in that, are in that boat. They don't look at themselves as being as important of a piece as it actually is. And you can still be that giver that's still in you. Sure. But also sure. still care about yourself too. And yes, wives and mothers, especially if you work full time and you've got the family, but even when you're an empty nester, I mean, I was still doing that. I was still, all of my time was helping others. And I was exhausted all the time and sad. I was exhausted and sad all the time. That's not healthy. Yep. No. And, and there's a better way to be, better way to live life. And I'm glad and you found it. Yes. It just, you know, it took me until I was 50. <laughs> now, so I recommend, I recommend not waiting until you're 50. <laughs> did you have a mentor, a coach, a book, something that, that put you on that path? Can you, can you document for us what put you on that path? For me, it was church. Ah. For me, it was church. It was, now, what um, was, what was different about church at 50 than it was at 40, 30 and elsewhere? I didn't go to church. Oh, okay. I wasn't raised in the church. Um, I didn't attend church. I had not read the Bible. I didn't start going to church until my late thirties. Um, and that was, that was a big shift, but it's been, oh, the last six or seven where I have found that church and there's, there's a core group of people that I've become very close with. I consider family and they consider me a part of their family. 
and my faith has grown very strong. And I've found that when I'm able to lean on my faith, I'm able to easier get through the tough stuff. Now, is it easy? I mean, life is hard and it kicks you in the face at times. Whereas before I would be nothing but angry and go into my shell and just simmer in anger at the injustice of it all. Um, now I can just, I look, I see things differently. I don't automatically go into a dark place. Whereas before I did, I did. And I live with PTSD. So with, with that, I have to, I have to, I have to be watchful of, of who's around me and what's around me and where I put myself. A part yeah. of myself. Thing. And before I didn't, before I wasn't watchful enough, because I was just, I was like, I had this ball of bitterness in me that I didn't recognize I even had. And I was very hard. I was very hard um, and uh, unforgiving. as harsh. Some people would call me very cold. Um, but those ones that me cold didn't. And very, I also found that I don't judge people. Whereas before, you know how you can sometimes meet someone and in your head, you're silently in your head, you're judging them. And now I'll sit there and say, Kim, what are you doing? You have no idea what's going on behind that person's face or the mask that they're wearing for the day. So that's, it's, my, I've, it's gentled my, my whole demeanor towards a lot of things has gentled and softened. And that makes you a lot happier. I am happier and, and more content. You know, somebody said, Kim, are you the other day? It was weird. They're like, you know, are you happy? And what is happy? You know, I, um, so I didn't, I, I wasn't sure how to answer it. And I guess that's an answer in itself. I said, you know what I find myself right now is content. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at now. I'm content where I'm at, what I'm doing. And I have moments of pure happiness. But happiness is not a way of being all the time. It is something that you're working to achieve occasionally. But if you live in contentment, that will bleed over into happy from time to time. Well, and you have those moments of happiness that for me, when those little things come, I, and I call those little nuggets too. They're little nuggets of hope. You have like that eagle flying. To me, yeah. that was like, that was just such an awe-inspiring thing. And I was just so into it for a couple minutes and literally said, thank you so much. <laughs> just yeah. set it up into the sky. Thank you so much for sharing that with me today. That was awesome. To me, that's like a little nugget of happiness that was tossed my way. Just like, oh, here, here. You know, or, you know, hearing, hearing a, uh, a baby's laugh to me, that is one of the things that gets me smiling like nothing else. If you hear a baby's laugh or watching your dog run, those, those little moments of happiness that are just pure, they're not contrived. Mm -hmm. They're not built up to, they're just happening and they're pure to me that little moments of happiness are just awesome. So, you know, grab them while you can, because they're not there every day all the time for people. 
And so if, if you just get those little ones here and there, toss them in your basket and then share them with somebody else, you know? Well, most people don't don't think of it that way. So congratulations. I'm glad you, this has been a very nice conversation and you've helped people that are listening, the ones that are now or in the future. Because, you know, it's always instructive when we can break it down a little bit and, and get to the reason why. Uh, why do we do the things that we do? Why did, uh, when I was 42, why did I talk to a friend who told me to go to a metaphysical bookstore and buy the first book that spoke to me? And so I did that. And why did he, why did he, why did he do that? Why did I do it? I read the book and that took me on this road that I've been on ever since. Um, but why did that happen? What was in me that, that required that or, or needed that? And uh, I found that, and it works. Same thing for you. And you it's happening for you, and you can't even articulate really why, but it has, and it's great. I know. Well, you stumped me. You stumped <laughs> me there a few minutes ago. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but you do gave it because. You gave me something to chew on for a while now. Well, and it made you happy, and it made you content. And, it, it, right. and doing the nuggets, you know, I, I. I know that you do nuggets of hope for people and, and you give them nuggets of hope. And I submit to you that that's just as much for you as it is for them. It is. It is. Yes, I agree. You know, and, and I love the whole premise of your show, positive talk because it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, well, you're tossing your nuggets out. You're, you're tossing your nuggets. <laughs> I'm, not, you know, there's somebody in the audience who's going to take that a wholly different place. Well, you know, and that's where my brain went, and I started laughing. So, <laughs> you're tossing your own form of nuggets of hope. I had to add that on there. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I, and I think I think that's why we, you know. Well, I think first off, that's why we were, we ended up being connected. However, it was that we became connected to begin with. <clears throat> I remember. I, I think, I think that uh, um, somehow you found out about my show and, and uh, wanted to, and we did the 15 minute you were on. I thought you were great. And, and we've oh, maybe kind not. of. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. But anyway, there's a reason for that. You know, right? Um, and but I just I and I I I enjoy your shows and the reason behind why you do them and just the name of them. You know, I'm sure that daily, you know, people get something out of it, and that's I think that's what we should all be here for. You know, you if you can't do one positive thing for someone else, whether it's by word or written word or a song, whatever, however it is each day that doesn't take much time and effort just to be nice to somebody especially it's especially when the smile you give somebody is then returned and it may be and a lot of times it's preceded by a surprised look and then a <laughs> smile because that's not what they were expecting that's right. not what the rest of humanity is giving them. The rest of humanity is, hurry up, I've got things to do, and you're slow at bagging this. Damn, those those eggs are expensive. And why are those eggs so expensive? You know, they're taking, you know, and 
And these poor people have to deal with that day in and day out. And so when you have the opportunity to be able to say, how are you? How's your day? And, uh, and thank you very much for doing what you're doing. It, it has an impact, has a really cool impact. I, I hope so. Yeah, I think it does. I, we don't stop it. You know it does. <laughs> you know darn well that, that what you do has an impact because every person that you take a nugget and put it into their palm of your hand, um, which is, by the way, nobody's expecting that. And so no, when not. you do that, when you do that, if they don't know what you're putting in their hand, um, they're trusting you enough to open up their hand to put it in, but they don't know. I mean, yeah, it right. could be a, it could be a, 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 a horse apple for all we know that you're going to well, put it into their hand. To be honest, I'm literally, I'm surprised and I hadn't really thought about it until, you know, I'm doing this just because I feel nudged more and more when I'm out and about. Not a single person has not just put their hand out. I just walk up and go like this and say, I'd love to give you something today. They can't see it. And they literally just put, not a single person has went, get away from me, you crazy woman. They've literally did this. And I'm like, so to me, that's just another confirmation of, yes, this is the person I was to approach this day. You know, that I felt nudged to approach. So yeah, it's, um, there's so many little nuances in everything that we do each day as humans and interacting with others that we take for granted or we skip by or we skip the opportunity because, you know, you get nervous. So you're like, no, that's outside my comfort zone. I have been pushing myself outside my comfort zone. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> oh, I know. I, 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 I believe it. I believe it. Cause you've been, <laughs> You know, you're you're doing so much and you're trying to and you really are working to make a difference every day. And that's that's the important part, you know, and you you do a really nice job. And I want to thank you for it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I pre- and right back at you. You're tossing all kinds of goodness out into the world every show every day. I think well, it's awesome. We're, we're trying to do the best that we can to make humanity a better a better place to be and you know that's 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 all we can do and you know i i did a uh, a short uh just say that is coming out today and it said uh why do people have hate division and fear why do people live that way can't feel good can't be nice it's 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 not it's not just to everybody that's around you but why do you do it? Is it because you're scared? You lack self-esteem. You don't know what to do. And so you take it out on other people. Stop it. Relax. Be kind. Be loving. And I think that that messages like that and what you're doing with the Ray of Hope, which you're doing the same kind of thing on a daily basis. And, um, and those, those little short messages are things that people can latch on to. Right. Congratulations. Or at the very least, make them stop and go, huh. And think, huh. I, that's what I hope. I hope (laughs) that a lot of people are going, huh. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why I want to. I want to picture all these people going, seeing one of my little videos or one of your little videos, and going, "Huh." <laughs> I, I I get the you know it's like, golly, Margaret, why would somebody talk like that? That's that's pussy talk. <laughs> Excuse the expression. Or or that you know you know what I mean. Those and all we're trying to do is to change. Is is to bring a little bit of light to the world, and and congratulations, right. you're doing it every day. If somebody wants to go look at your website and your your uh, program, what is it again? They can, yeah. My website is my name, Kim Langling Author.com. That's K I M L E N G L I N G Author.com, and everything I'm doing is on there. And I try and update it as much as I could can, um, but sometimes I forget. So. <laughs> And you're, well, you're busy. I know what it's like when you're trying to do all of this stuff and you're trying to keep current on all of it. It can be overwhelming if you're not careful. So just yes, take it yes. one day at a time and, and you'll be fine. But your podcast also, please. That's that's also, you can also find that on my website. And that's But it's on um, Spotify and all the platforms that you can listen to, pretty much I think all the platforms that you can listen to podcasts on. And the name of that is let fear bounce tossing nuggets of hope and i have episodes that um go live on wednesdays you know what i want what i want you to do is you need a logo that is like tigger <laughs> who's bounce, who's bouncing up and down and let hope bounce and 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 have you know have an animal that is or a, a picture of your dog that is um jumping on like off of all four legs, going at the same time. Yeah. And I've I've yet to be able to get him trying to get him on video. I've tried, but it just happens so darn quick. I mean, if I ever do do that, it is hilarious to watch. And it would just it, I I know that that would get people grinning and laughing. It's just I call them Tigger bounces because that's what they are. So every time I see him do it, you hear the what's that, you know, Tigger has that little saying or what he's like. I, I can't even think of it, how he, you know, he talks really fast and does it each, while he's bouncing that little song and these things or whatever. Uh-huh. I might have to find, I have to, might have to look that little song up and start playing it. There you go. There I'll you go. drive myself it's... nuts, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, and then there's Eeyore, who was like, <laughs> I know, life is terrible. I don't know, I don't know. So and so many of us. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. It's so hard. So, Kim, any anything else before we go, my dear? No, as always, awesome talking to you. Um, awesome talking to you. Love hanging out with you and uh, and your listeners. And, you know, just have an awesome weekend and keep on tossing out your positivity, your nuggets of positivity, positivity nuggets. You got to come up with something for that. <laughs> Darn right. <laughs> I just really stuff. got to come up with something for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. It's like I'm tossing my stones. No, wait, that's not right. I don't check a nugget. Check a nugget. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a pair of nuggets for you, baby. No, you can't. Do that. <laughs> that's 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 illegal. You can't say that on the air. Stop it. So, wow. Geez. And on that note, 
Wait right there. I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.